This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Place to be nation. Welcome back to PTBN's NBA team podcast. I am with your co-host, Andrew Reich. I am joined by Adam Murray. Adam, we are at the final four. We're not, we're not like in the location of the college one, but we might actually be in the, in the presence of the four teams that we're going to see in June or May or when do they play the conference finals now? Is it May? Is it June? It's May because the play the finals usually start. It's going to be May. Yeah, that's what Justin Timberlake said. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny sometimes because I figured I can go on vacation. Mm-hmm. I can get these all wrapped up. Yeah, that was in, funny. In the last episode, I have we preview the Lillardless Heat because yeah, peak, well, nobody else is going to cur- trade. Peek behind the curtain, like you know, we, we we're grinders, so we really wanted to do all the teams, and we did. We can, we put one in the can, and we were like, okay, I think we got this. And then the Damian Lillard trade happened. <laughs> and then I yeah, I get a call. I'm sitting, I'm sitting in Buffalo having top. We got some wings before we crossed over to Canada, as I was in Toronto. They sell chicken and, wings in Buffalo. I know it's it's a new it's a trend it'll never last but we're eating I'm sitting there eating buffalo wings and yeah you know, my wife's like what, what's going on so I was like oh shit I'm like oh there's a big trade and she's like this is it's gonna ruin the trip I'm like no 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 then all of a sudden my phone just <laughs> no but it ruined from, the car it ruined that car ride but <laughs> it, it, from everybody everybody's texting me and then. <laughs> no we actually had to have like a sort of somewhat informal conversation because the funny part of it Adam. Is that you know the, we're we're going to be talking about the four teams that are remaining. If you've been following along, thank you everybody for following along with the NBA previews for all of the teams for the 23-24 season. It's the same four teams. If I really had to talk about any kind of alteration, the only alteration I would say, Adam, I would is that Milwaukee and Boston are stronger, and they're now probably a little bit ahead of Philadelphia and Cleveland and. Miami, uh, a lot ahead, but I don't want to say a lot ahead. I wouldn't say a lot ahead, but we can keep up. We can keep. Going. I would say a lot ahead, but we'll get to that okay. later. So let's just start with the team that did the least, and okay. that would be Denver. Denver, the the, the the NBA defending champion, Denver Nuggets. Yeah, like the, well, the there's a reason why they did the least because when you win a championship, you don't want to reinvent the wheel. Well, when you you win a championship, you get picked apart. So you try to you keep the core intact, but everything that sort of got you there, all the your bench and your energy guys have all just gone elsewhere for for better paydays. Like they lost they Bruce lost Bruce Brown. Brown to the Pacers. They lost Thomas Bryant, old man Jeff Green, Ish Smith, and and Jack White got a contract from from Oklahoma City. Yeah, that was just one where I think this is one of those ones where it's like championship pedigree. Oh, this guy won a title. He might help us. You know, they also are. Things change as time goes by, but we already have an infirmary report. Uh, Vladko Konkar's out, so he has a torn ACL, so they're going to be down a big man. So they probably had to, they might have to shore up somebody in training camp. They did re-sign DeAndre Jordan and Reggie Jackson, which I thought, I wasn't a huge fan of it because I didn't think they contributed much to that championship team. But with Ish Smith gone, Jackson is good insurance. Well, they brought in Justin Holiday to replace Bruce Brown, which is a, yes. definitely a downgrade. 
But you have you have your big four still still intact. Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon. One more year guaranteed with Contavious Caldwell Pope, and then he can opt yeah. out. So yep. you keep your core who were unstoppable completely last year. But it's funny how everyone's like, oh yeah, they they have no chances here. Everybody's down on them. Everybody's it's the it's the era of parody. You know, Adam, we say this every week until we hammer it home. Like this is the these are years where it just feels like it's okay, my turn. Okay, my turn. It's teams that have won championships in the past, like the Warriors and the Lakers, but it feels like they're almost trading off year to year, you know, kind of getting the leg up on one another. And that this year that just passed, the twenty three season, the Nuggets had the leg up. They had the best offense in, in the league going into the playoffs and it showed. So and what they also did is they traded a lot back into this draft and Christian Braun last year gave them meaningful the, minutes at the end. Can they rely on that on a regular basis? No. Like that's just one of those ones where like, remember when JJ Barea was a big help for the Mavericks when they won a title, it was one of those things where it's like he, he fit in just right for that particular team. But yeah, Peyton Watson is still there after being drafted. They had three uh, draft picks and they kept all of them. Julian Strother, Hunter Tyson, Jalen Pickett, Colin Gillespie still there, even though he was hurt all year last year with a broken leg, Zeke Naji. So there's other people there that might be able to step up. And with the absence of Bruce Brown and losing Jeff Green and such and such, they're going to have to do that. They're going to have to. When you lose Bruce Brown and you need Christian Braun to take his spot, so that's asking a lot for a second-year player to, yeah. to be the sort of the X factor Because Justin Holiday is getting old. You mentioned DeAndre Jordan, who's super old, and what's he going to really provide? Is he, you know, if if no six fouls, six you know, fouls, so Jokic can get rest. <laughs> if Jokic takes a day off, you have Zeke Naji and DeAndre Jordan having to to man the the, the center position. So it's going to be a tough night for for that rest day. Right, is what I'm saying. What's the over under in terms of wins on the Denver Nuggets? So the over under is obviously since these trades have changed, but. As the uniform thing, we are going what the opening of the league year, we're going by August's over and under. So okay. now it's slid. Obviously, the Bucks are going to go way up. This stuff is going to go way up. Yes. But just for uniformity's sake, we locked our picks in. Yeah, because that's how the ticket goes. The Nuggets over and under is 54 and a half. Okay. And um, that's awfully high. It is high. Their record last year was, I believe, 52, 53 and 29. They're going to be really good. I mean, all breaking news, Adam, all these teams are going to be really good and they're probably going to contend for championships. We're in a stretch now where just everybody hits like attrition. There's injuries. There's load management. There's a there's a bad losing streak. Remember, they had that losing streak where Mike Malone just kind of like went off on a tear and said, this is not Nuggets basketball. Do you remember that one? Yeah, so, they sort of. Phone number. No, that I'm just going to take the under on this. Yeah. The West yeah, is an absolute you know, I would under is, I would say under is safe, too. Under 54 and a half is safe. That's what I would say, too. They still might have the best record in the Western Conference. They might, but you have like 10 or 11 teams who have legitimate deep playoff aspirations. Mm -hmm. And the Lakers and the Warriors, who also have you know, won championships in the last four seasons. They're not even in this tier. They're the one, you know, before that, that we, that we previewed. And they're going to be gunning for it. You know, they they did their, we already talked about them. They did their things. All right. So who are we moving on to next? The Phoenix Suns. This is, this is title or bust. This is very classic, like Miami Heatles, like Warriors when they got Durant. If you don't win the NBA championship, this is a failure. 
Uh, they, they they just went completely all in. They had already done it when they got Kevin Durant in that trade after they um you know they flipped Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson and a bazillion draft picks and swaps, and then they went all in even more. Well, they're like the one of the only teams that just zoom past the new quote second tax apron, which is basically a much more punitive tax penalty for going into luxury tax. And Matt Ishbia was just like fuck it, let's do this, and they swung and they got Bradley Beal. You know how many people are still on this team from last year? Uh, you have the answer, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay, I think Ish Wangrai is still there. That's it? He's the only player that was still there last year. So last year they didn't have Devin Booker. Okoji's there. They didn't have Kevin Durant last year. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you <laughs> seem to forget the obvious ones. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, th- I'm not thinking of tip-off of 22-23, because they were very rapid. They were very, very different. So the only people who have, are still on the roster are Booker, Durant, Damian Lee, Josh Okoge, Ish Wainwright, and Saban Lee. That's the only people from last year. <laughs> Unbelievable. That is just a complete gutting yeah. of the roster. I mean, we I, we talked about the big three, and in terms of salary, they're big. But, I mean, you know, they've had a lot of movement since then uh, that we could talk about. But, really, the other yeah. ones are Josek Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, Eric Gordon on minimum, Bull Bull, Drew Eubanks, Keita Bates-Jop, Shemeze Metu, Yuna Watanabe, Keon Johnson. It's very it's a very 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 different roster there's some there was a there was a they were tied into the drew holiday um damian lillard. damian lillard stuff where deandre ayton got sent to portland that's how they wound up with nurkic and allen and little you know, i know this is kind of fresher news compared to the other ones like gordon signing there in the summer and you know getting watanabe which i thought were nice little moves because they didn't have to take a hit but now you're taking a little bit bigger salary when you flipped Aiton for Nurkic, Allen, and Little. Like, how do you think they're going to do? Well, you flipped Aiton, who, by all His accounts... contract was in the high 20s, right? They didn't like. They, yeah, it was not. It was a marriage that wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So they flipped that for a little bit of a bench. That's what Little, it sounds like to me. You get Johnson. You have Nurkic, who fits their system better. because Nurkic defensively is a mess. So that's where they're going to have some trouble down low. He's defensively a mess, but... They don't want somebody to take away from all the shooters. Mm-hmm. So just, hey, go down there. We need you to just rebound and be big. That's it. Don't. Do we're you, not going to call pick and rolls for you. Or we're not going to call your number. Just go down, rebound. That's do you it. blame the the Suns for kind of like sliding in with the Bradley Beal no trade clause and getting Beal to talking? Like Duran and Booker talking Beal into coming there. Like, did you think that was a little seedy? No, it's not seedy. Or is that just business? That's just, they all do that. Mm-hmm. Remember, you had Tatum on, on Twitter going, hey, Dame, come play in Boston. <laughs> yeah, that's So they, they all do that, especially on the, you know, the Olympic teams. Hey, the, the whole banana boat thing. Yes. They, yeah. they all Actually, sit, Phil was going to be on that, on that Olympic team in 21, the one that got delayed by a year, but he got COVID and he left. That's why Towns and... Uh, D'Angelo Russell played together for no, like mm-hmm. these guys. What? What? Like, nope. They, 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 the, uh, they... The, the, the infamous uh, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, all-star aisle way moment, you know, where they were yeah. like, Hey, we want to play together kind of thing. And then it happened a year later. Right. So the problem I have with all their moves, their, their big litany of moves is uh, the thing I really like about this team with the bull bull pick. They, mm-hmm. they got him for nothing. And, Two he million. is going to play. That's the minimum, right? Many, many minutes. 
because mm-hmm. Nurkic, Nurkic will be probably in foul trouble. He'll need rest. He's always very injury prone. And they don't really have, they have nobody behind him. There's no real big man other than Bull Bull, who's also a three-point shooter. The only issue I have, there's no point guard in this team. Bradley Beal is not a point guard. Devin Grayson Allen is absolutely not a point guard. We saw him get absolutely cooked in the playoffs to the point that they probably should have sat him. Talking about Milwaukee. So uh, there's nobody on this roster. Damian Lee, maybe. Like, they don't have a starting point guard. They're just going to be, let's just push the ball up and uh, chuck a three quick, I guess. Yeah, this is going to be one of those floor general. This is going to be one of those DFS treasures where, like, I always make this analogy where when Shaq and Kobe were together with the Lakers, the one position where they just never had any money left to pay for a decent player was power forward. So they always had this, like, revolving door of people on championship teams like Travis Knight. Horace Grant, Slava Medvedenko. And it was always like, how are they on these teams that are competing for championships? Because they had no money and they needed to fill the spot. And that's what's going to happen here with the guard spot with the Suns. Like Mario Chalmers was that with the Heat. Mario Chalmers, you know. Well, he wasn't terrible, though. He was an he actual wasn't terrible, guard. but I mean, I think they can find a, quote, Mario Chalmers type in but this. So they don't have one yet. No, they have. Which... they might have to swing something else. Yeah, but which that is kind of concerning at this point now that training camps are in session and they don't have a point guard. Yeah, we don't really have to talk too much about the tax. I'm like, oh, was it worth it? If they win a title, yes. If they don't, no. What's the over-under here? 51 and a half. I would go over that. I would go over that. I think I'm even go- with load management, I think they could still win a nice bevy of games. I think I'm going to go just the under because – Everybody is just murderers. West is deep, man. The West is very deep. So if you have Durant taking a day off, there's nobody at the four position who's going to who's going to replace him. That was my biggest. That's the one you talked about the guard spot. The part I didn't like is that they just don't have a backup small forward. I know Nasir Little might be able to pull that off, but he's not. So, yeah, (laughs) Nasir Little and Josh Okogi are going to have to be. Somebody's going to have to play exactly. the four. Yuta Watanabe is going to have to play 30 minutes. It's If somebody takes a night off, that's kind of you're penciling in a, a soft shade of an L there. Yeah. And the margin of error was very thin with that team. We saw what happened in the playoffs when they now listen, let's be fair. They were the closest competitor to the Nuggets in that run that Denver had. You know, Denver swept the Lakers. They beat the Heat in five in the finals. But the Suns tied them in the in the postseason. And the reason why was because in almost every game leading up to game six, the elimination game where they got blown out, Monty Williams wound up losing his job. Booker and Durant were on fire. Like, they were absolutely cooking until that very last game. So the margin of error for this team, it's a little bit better because of Beal. But you still need two of those three, Adam, to play amazing in order to, for a long time in order to win a championship. That's why I'm t- taking the under. You're not you're going against like you're going against. I'm the just going happening. like, yeah. you know, 51 and a half. Yeah, they win 51. Still, it's an under win. Uh, gotcha. uh, under is the under. Would and... you be surprised? Would you be shocked if it's those two in the finals or in the conference finals in the West? A little bit. OK, I mean, the Golden State's going to make one last gas. You know, we, our yeah. predictions. In the next episode. Oh, good But tease. on paper, <laughs> these two should be meeting. This is, I guess, sort of the de facto rivalry now. Because mm-hmm. Denver doesn't really have a geographical, natural rivalry. So these two teams are kind of just... Yeah, Pacific Northwest. They never really had one, right? You know? Denver is not in the Pacific Northwest. 
That was the name of their division. But we're not going to get into division names. And... <laughs> okay. All right. Let's stop talking about ge- let's stop talking about geology, okay? And we can start talking about the other side on the Eastern Conference. I'll say this one: if this, if these two playing each other is not the conference finals, I would be stunned. Talking about, let's just hit the first one: the Boston Celtics. Well, that's why you had said like, well, these two are just slightly ahead of Philly. No, Philly is a mess because. They couldn't do anything, and they're well, stuck with Harden. Those other teams behind them were still like still had some pitches. We all know the issues. You have Harden, who's saying, yeah. "I want two hundred million dollars," but I'm also publicly tanking. Yeah, but he really changed his mind when they said, "We're only going to give you a quarter of your salary, but if you don't show up." Yeah, so that's just a mess right there. Mm-hmm. So you have two teams. You have. The Giannis, well, I might leave. I don't know. I want you guys to be competitive. I don't want you to sign bad contracts. Okay, we'll get you a top 10 player, perhaps the best duo in the NBA currently right now. Is that safe to say? Tatum and Brown? No, Lillard and Giannis. Best duo? I need to see it on paper. I need to watch it. I hate to be that person, but I need to watch it. Well, this is before the season. Everything's on paper right now. Yeah, yeah, you got a point there. Uh, it's going to be, uh, it's the best, offensively, it's the best. So then Boston comes in and says, okay, we're going to, we need to upgrade. Well, that's why I said Tatum and Brown, because they're pretty potent as well. They live at the free throw line. Brown can make threes. They're two-way players, too. They both wilted in the playoffs, so. And Jalen Brown's also now the most expensive player in the NBA. We so need at, to, at we need to panic and change things up. Okay, we need to upgrade. Let's get Porzingis, who is a, a vast upgrade. That was the first move, and that was early on where yeah. they got Porzingis. and that was the, okay, we're going all in. They traded Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers. Oh, well, he they didn't like his they, physical they, results. They couldn't engineer it, so they had to unload Marcus Smart. So they unloaded Marcus Smart, who was the heart and soul of the team. That oh, was no, a tough what one did to we take. Do? Yeah, he was, was, everybody loved him. Everybody, there is no bad words about him other than, why was he taking the last shot every time? But he was always the one constant thing on the team. He was the leadership. He was everything. Okay, he's gone. Well, what's going to happen now? Can what it comes down to is, do we even know Tatum's ceiling yet? Well, I don't know Tatum's ceiling, but I know he's what Tatum's salary the, is going to be next year. It's he's be the, been the in the league so long. And you're like, does he? Is there? Can he vault himself into a top four player in the NBA? I just can't believe that we have a player that scored 50 points in a game seven in the playoffs. And you're telling me, has he reached his max potential? But like, you haven't, you, you had to stop and think about it. <laughs> but the truth is, I mean, we all know the big conundrum that's going to be coming up with Boston. And this was before they swung for, to get Przingis. And I know I'm assuming you're going to talk about holiday in a second, Tatum and Brown Brown's already got the new veteran max kicked in that he was eligible for by going all NBA. Tatum will be all NBA next year. And when he is, he will get veteran super max. And that will absolutely either price out Boston out of being able to add depth in the next year or two, or they're going to have to push through to the sec- through the second tax apron in order to stay competitive the same way that Phoenix is. But for now, they had a little bit of depth, but then they pulled off one more trade where they had to give up a couple of pieces. Well, yeah, nobody has any clue about the second tax. You get rid of Grant Williams, who shines in the playoffs, but disappears in the season. And then, okay, well, we have Brogdon. Oh, he's completely unhappy. He's got a hip injury, too, that he wasn't disclosing. So then they somehow go all in and again 
and then get Drew Holiday. So you have leadership, check. You have a actual point guard who will be a point guard to facilitate Tatum and and Brown, not um, Tony Allen, who Tony Allen. <laughs> well, let, let me say Fuck. this. <laughs> not Marcus Smart, who will be like, you know what? I'm just going to call my own number right now. And you're asking oh. yourself, why is Marcus Smart shooting 13 threes? I would say Marcus Smart's a little bit better offensively than Tony than Tricker Tony. The thing with uh, Drew Holiday's trade, it's pretty fresh in people's minds. I'm not going to try to go through the verbal diarrhea of discussing it, but it was the second prong of the Damian Lillard trade. Holiday got shipped to the Blazers, and everyone knew the Blazers were going to dump him somewhere else. And this is where he landed. He landed on a contending team, meaning Holiday, and this he's with Boston. He's got one guaranteed year left at 37 million which is right about the same amount as Chris Porzingis, And then he's got a player option. So he, he's actually, he actually can opt out next summer if he wants to. But he is a nice, you know, with, with... Oh, he's a fantastic player. He also, can I be honest? He's a rich man's Marcus Smart. I was just going to say that the defense doesn't take a hit with him. No, not at all. In fact, it's probably a little better to be quite honest with you, because he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. He wanted to stay in Milwaukee. I mean, the reason why he was on the interview round saying, I want to be a buck forever is because he knew he might get shipped. <laughs> yeah. So now, bam, you are, you know, now you're, you're now the mentor team. guy. You're the, your team, you're the contender. And so Boston has to be the favorite again. Yeah. And does this feel like a big four? It feels like a big, like. Two with two others. Like, don't. Oh, we're we're hinging everything on Porzingis's. Are you worried about legs me? and everything? And uh, you know, Robert Williams, like he's been in the league long enough. He can't stay healthy. He can only play twenty five minutes a game. Derek White, the Game Six hero in Miami, he's still there because he signed an extension, I believe, a year earlier. And they got Horford on smaller uh, descending. Oh, uh, Horford, you're just waiting for him to fall apart. You know he can't. But pull not the yet. And I know here. Pete Pritchard was bandied about in all the trades, but he is still a Boston Celtic. He's still there. And he's he's moved up in the the depth chart now. Yes, he will. That's so he's going to get minutes as he's now. There's not 17 point guards. He's signed Shea Brissett, who's a nice little wing. You got Delano Banton. You drafted Jordan Walsh, who's more of a yeah. Lamar Stevens. Lamar Stevens, who I nobody even knew he signed. All of a sudden, it's just like I I see a tweet. You know, Lamar Stevens isn't in camp yet. Like what? Why? All of a sudden, like he started on Cleveland. For yeah. a, and I know these three games. names aren't going to matter to a lot of people. I know the Boston fans know them, but they've been in the fold and then the rotation under St- Brad Stevens as the GM for a while. But Sam Hauser, Luke Cornett, and J.D. Davison, a year extra of playing in that rotation, they'll probably get a little rotation, bit. And then Wenyan Gabriel. Just p- players. Hauser's who, a great three-point shooter. So, But you, you got players who are able and have shown we can play – if we need to insert, you know, we do insert you from large minutes for a rest day. They can do it. And they flipped it. They were a great defensive team under Emi Yudoka when they went to the finals and lost to the Warriors. Then and they were Joe Mazzula, a they really good offensive team. Really good offensive team. And just had no clue how to play defense. Are and- you worried about Mazzula? Do you think he's kind of like... We, we, listen, they said this about Eric Spolster when the Heatles got together. Oh, Spolster's a missing. Like, he's the, he's the weak link. Well, now, you know, time goes by and coaches learn and they adjust. And now Spolster is known as this, like, genius. So, like, do you think that Missoula can do that? Well, they brought in Sam Cassell. Okay. As, as, an as, a, as the assistant coach. Mm-hmm. So that should shore up things as 
I, I don't want to say he's been shortchanged, but I thought he would have gotten a head coaching job. I know, man. I wonder if it's just the association with Doc Rivers and how Doc Rivers' teams all flame out. <laughs> I just wonder if that's all it was. Like, I feel like this team will do well. They were going to do well. Any, I mean, I know, spoiler alert, but they, I, I felt like they were going to be on their way of like fit north of 55 wins anyway. Like, this was going to be a really good team. They won 57 games last year. Just one quick note on the assistant coaches. Like, you know, Joe Mazzula is the weak link. Another assistant coach they added, who who you might not know, Charles Lee. I remember Charles Lee. He was on the Milwaukee He was side on Milwaukee with yes. Drew Holiday. So okay. you're bringing in a coach and a player who have, you know, this is not a bad thing. No, you get, no. You get a, a very, you know, he was high up on the, the Budenholzer regime up there in Milwaukee. And then, okay, Drew Holly, we're bringing you in. Here, your assistant coach, who you probably already like, bam, whatever. With that being said, <laughs> over and under was, is, at, at the point, was 53 and a half. I would assume it went up after the holiday deal. Um, I would still I, go, probably, I would still yeah. go, I would still go over anyway, you know. It has to be like 55 or 56 now. I think it's 55 and a half. I would go over anyway. Oh, I'll go over. I think they're in destroy mode now. This is. Yeah, I think they're going to have like a month, to be honest, Adam. I think they're going to have this like month of December or January where they just fucking kill people. For Once they, yeah, after 20 games, they learn how to play with each other and learn how to mm-hmm. do everything. And, and offensively, I think they're going to be really feeling it. I mean, listen, I remember watching a game, I think, in the later part of last season where Drew Holiday and Giannis, I know they're not together anymore, <laughs> but they both had 50-point games. You know, like, Drew Holiday can play, dude. He just um, he just was a pawn in the game, uh, no pun intended, you know, of, of the deal involving the next team that we're talking about, the Milwaukee Bucks. So... Wow. Uh, where do you want to do you want to just jump right into this one? Because it feels very uh, it, I know we can just really just hammer it down to just two people because those are the main pieces of the puzzle. Giannis Antetokounmpo and Damian Lillard coming over there. But, I, it, but like, wow. Like, wh- what else do you have to say about that? That's Milwaukee. Definitely going all in. Depth is at, the depth is out. I know they re-signed Chris Middleton. I thought they. That's the thing is the depth is they've really. Um, you lose Grayson Allen, Javon Carter, who you like, uh, Joe Ingles, who was injured last year, Miles Leonard, Wesley Matthews. Obviously who, Holiday from the trade, right? But they bring in Malik Beasley, and that's the thing is good teams get on good minimum. players for nothing. They got him on minimum. So you get Beasley, you get Marcus Bolden, you get Lillard, you get Chris Livingston, you get Robin Lopez. And uh, that's pretty much yeah. It. The only Portis, issue uh, Portis is still a good player. I'm still a Bobby Portis fan. He knows I'm just. But he be... might wind up having a start at times here. You know, if Lopez but starts to not show. Been able to. And yeah, he has Crowder, who I think should have a chip on his shoulder after they got him back on minimum money too, right? Yeah. The, the problem with this is there's no bench now. They have been gutted and. With Giannis, it's uh, sigh. It's really difficult be, to say I want, which is totally justifiable. Hey, look, I want Milwaukee to make good trades. I don't want to be stuck with a shitty roster where we can't compete. Which he's, you know, he's not saying I want to trade. He's just Listen, saying 
let me say this for Giannis, okay? He did the thing that everybody said no – like every time they have this like su- superstar on a team and things are going well and they didn't have to like cut corners in order to make deals and like push through and they always like say, oh man, this is a superstar who's doing it right. Here's the truth, Adam. Every superstar has plays that card. At the end of the day, they will play that card where they're like, get me someone great to play with me or I'm out. Even yeah. Larry Bird did it in Boston. They lost to the Lakers. Get me Bill Walton. And they got Bill Walton. Shaq and Kobe leave. Get Carl Malone and, P- and Peyton. And they did it. Those are old, old examples. But this is tried and true. Giannis got bounced by the heat again. He said, I'm done with this. Let's get a new coach in. They bring in Adrian Griffin, who's a longtime assistant. Then they swing this deal for Lillard. I was surprised that Milwaukee was even in the mix, to be quite honest. I think everybody was. And one now I didn't that see it coming. Now that you're reading the fallout of it, and it was just a pa- I don't I don't know what Miami was doing, which we will get into sort of the next episode, and that will be yeah. with the Portland and all the predictions it, and everything. It has but a lot hey, to do with Tyler Hero, and I don't want to talk about that. No, right we'll now. get into that. We'll get into that next episode. Yeah, yeah. But it's hard to say I want to win, and then Milwaukee's like, well, we'll give a roster spot to your brother, who is nowhere near the Nassus. <laughs> they couldn't use that roster spot for somebody way better than him. Well, look what they did. Is that they re-signed Brooke Lopez by getting Middleton to take a tad less, and then they bring in Robin. Robin can't play anymore. Can he? No. Okay. <laughs> he was in Orlando doing nothing. You know, well, that's um, just Orlando having 17 centers on their the team. Thing, the thing about and I don't want to liken this to the Suns deal involving Beal because Beal had a no trade clause that really screwed over the Wizards. And yes, you could say they screwed themselves by giving them the clause. But at the end of the day, it felt like the Bucks did have leverage with Lillard because Miami and whoever it was, Andy Ellisberg, Pat Riley, Mickey Harrison, they just didn't want to budge on the assets they were willing to dive in with their deal. So at the end of the day, I feel like the Portland said, we can't have Lillard at camp. We need to make this deal. So they made a deal that was more balanced in terms of the salaries versus like this like lopsided asset type of deal. So the at the end of the day, Milwaukee didn't have to give up that much in order to get Lillard other than holiday. You know, that was the big, that was the big uh, concession where Giannis. The big concession is you gave up your defense. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like Giannis finally said, Hey, okay. I, I'm willing to part ways of the holiday. If that means getting Lillard. Yeah. And Lillard's okay. I'm willing to go join. Holy shit. Like this team's going to be ridiculous. The same thing we said with Phoenix of like, right. That's going to be amazing. All they're going to do is just shoot threes and just keep Phoenix Suns East. Yes. But defensively, they just, oof. Middleton's got a knee injury again. So, like, it's one of these things where, like, he's just creaky now. Lopez was a finalist for defensive player of the year. Can he do that again? Like, that's hard to say. That's going to be – well, that we'll, we'll get into that. But it's going to be very difficult considering Damian Lillard does not play defense. Mm-hmm. You but, got Pat Connaughton or, you know, or Malik Beasley sort of shoring up the two. But this will be very similar to what Lillard and not Lillard, oh, excuse me, Booker and Durant look like, where it's like if those two are really playing well together, they're going to outscore teams by like 20 points in, the, in a quarter. That's what's going to be like whenever Milwaukee plays Phoenix, just bet the over. It's going to be like 150 to 149. It is not in the month of November or October, so it's getting kicked. 
<laughs> but whatever uh, just flexed the ABC game of the week, right. it'll be straight up lights out scoring. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. I mean, the league's already way up in scoring anyway. This is the overkill. But here's this is just a byproduct of it. This is what you have. The Bucks are not doing any. Like, I I saw the video involving Jimmy Butler where he's like, you got to look. That was pretty brave of him to say. The, his, uh, the, the leader of a team whose organization would literally lost draft picks for tampering, he's saying, you need to look at this other team for tampering. I don't. Snitch, what tampering snitch, could possibly have been done? Snitches get stitches, Jimmy. No, no, no. What? Like, what tampering could Milwaukee have done to get Lillard? They had the leverage because of the Miami falters. But, but there's no... about that. There's, he didn't have a no-trade clause. Right, right. But so uh, what tampering the day, could there be? There's no, there's no before the, the, the free agency starts. It was just they did a trade that the GM of Portland liked better. Regardless, what tampering is there? Uh, I don't... It's called spilt milk, Adam. Like people are just mad that they didn't get the deal that they wanted, you know, and no, I don't want to hear the conspiracy thing things about, oh, well, this publication would rather they go stop it. Stop it. At the end of the day, if Miami wanted the deal, it's just like the Knicks with Donovan Mitchell. They wanted the deal. They could have made it happen. They just had to give up a tad more than what they wanted to. That's all it was. And Milwaukee was willing to give up a very big name. And then Phoenix was willing to give up a very big name. That's really what it came up to came down to. You know, but at the end of the day, like, what's the over under now? Let me ask you this. What was the over and what under? was, and what is it now? That would be much more interesting. The I under would... then was, when we when we did this, was 52 and a half. <laughs> over. Over. Which that's, over. that's what we we completely picked. Mm-hmm. And the the current live... Over and under post trade, uh, Milwaukee Bucks are currently fifty four and a half. So I'll Vegas has over. moved them up two games. I still think we're in the era, Adam, where we are not going to have sixty win teams on the regular and multiple sixty win teams in the same conferences. This is going to get close. I think the Celtics and the Bucks are going to be bordering around fifty seven to fifty six. Both. It's of them. funny the the only team of these four because all. Well, the exception of Denver. Denver was in the big trade. Of these three teams in the trade, Phoenix is over and under did not change. Phoenix. I, I, I didn't. Current, ass, I didn't assume it would. I didn't think losing De- DeAndre was going to make them any worse or better. To be honest. I, I just thought it a little, a little odd because Eaton at least could play defense. If oh yeah, I mean, would we we we, we specifically saved up on talking about the Blazers. So and we will eventually. Next um, episode we'll get into all that. We we're will gonna have to it's figure it out. We will preview them and then predictions. Yeah, are, but that's but that's what I, the reason why we saved up on the Blazers because this is the surprise, guys. We think the Blazers are going to win the NBA championship. <laughs> no, <laughs> they got their own special tier. Would you be surprised if any of these four teams are not? the NBA champion in 2024. I'd be surprised if it wasn't Philly or Philly. It's the Warriors winning it one more time. I can't. I, you keep going back to the Warriors, but I would be surprised if Championship it wasn't pedigree. Boston or Milwaukee. The way this is on paper. So you're counting is, out the West completely. It's a your turn, my turn. East, West, East, West. These the, the West is such a complete bloodbath of everything mm-hmm. that in order to get through every one of those 10 teams... It's going to just wipe whoa, them out. Whoa, whoa, Adam, are you telling me that a team that makes the play-in in the East is not going to make the finals? We just had that in Miami. 
Miami in the play-in, who was also with Atlanta in the play-in. Yeah, I agree. Out you, west, uh, you have we have Dallas looking at the play-in, and they're like, "Well, we got Kyrie and Luca." I think that's the bitterness coming out of Miami. They know that that gimmick. I don't want to call you know. I hate to call it a gimmick, but it, it is like that of like sliding in and being able to just out strategize these like teams with just a few weaknesses. You're not going to be able to do that this time. Like, you know, you could do that. No, it's just a lot of Cleveland and they have to talk themselves up hard this time. You can't do that to Boston and Milwaukee coming up. It's not possible. They're too good. Well, with that said, I still don't want to see Miami in the playoffs. Nobody does. I mean, aesthetically, yeah, whatever. But like what I'm saying is that it's going to be not impossible. I mean, things happen. Injuries happen. But it's going to be very difficult for Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo to scratch it together again. Like, it's going to be really, really hard. Yeah, I, th- this was this was pretty much the teams that we've been putting together. And this was the four that we came up with, along with some people that we kind of were discussing. On paper, we shall see them in June. All right. So for Andrew Reich, I'm Adam Murray. Have a good one. Take care, y'all. Mario Chalmers?